Hello and welcome to episode four of the Discovering Hidden Profit podcast for business leaders. Today, our host, Derek Browning, is interviewing Peter Marks, co-author of the new business book, Discovering Hidden Profit. Peter will tell us some tips on how business leaders can successfully implement management systems to set goals, guide the organization to make correct decisions, recognize deviations from plans, and initiate quick countermeasures in order to advance their supply chains. Let's get started. Welcome to the Discovering Hidden Profit podcast. I'm Derek Browning, and I'm here today with co-author of Discovering Hidden Profit, Peter Marks. Peter, how are you doing today? Very well. Thank you, Derek. Good, good. I'm, I'm excited about our conversation today on management systems. I know Robert's mentioned uh, several times in, in this podcast and, and other initiatives that uh, he's learned so much from you in, in the writing of this book. Um, I wanted to talk specifically about the role and responsibilities of a CEO in developing and maintaining the management system. So so what would you have to say that the CEO's roles and responsibilities are? Very good point. Um, Robert Martichenko is the co-author, and I, we had lengthy discussion about the importance of a well-designed management system, and in particular as it relates to the responsibility of the CEO. And we concluded that setting up the appropriate overall management system for an enterprise is one of the most important roles and responsibility of the CEO. Not to take away that the very most important responsibility certainly is that the CEO is developing the strategic direction and the required main task to achieve the goals and the vision of the enterprise. However, without an effective management system, the overall organization's effort and also the management intervention necessity would be excessive to achieve the goals and inherently are causing waste, unnecessary complexity, and potentially leads to missing targets. On the other hand, um, it's not only something you set up and it's there forever. The management system needs to have the flexibility to adapt to the changing business environment. And the CEO's role is to constantly review and optimize the management system, in particular when new major initiatives are launched, such as SCA. That's very interesting, and 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 you you kind of began to talk about the 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 steps of implementing and sustaining the management system. If if you were to kind of map it out, what what do you think the implementation steps and developing a management system for SCA would look like? Derek, I would like to answer this question uh, in particular as it relates to what is um, what are the steps necessary to implement um, a management system for the SCA initiative, not to go into the details of an overall management system, assuming that an organization has already some kind of a management system. Now, no matter how well an organization's overall management system is, with the SCA implementation, it will be required that further changes, improvements have to take place. But now coming back to the SCA implementation, Before we begin our work there, the first step we need to set is macro goals for the initiatives. In order to understand what macro goals we should set, we need to do an analysis of the current state and the future state capability. Besides such an internal future state analysis, it is recommended that you analyze all the benchmark data of comparable industry in order to be able to set some proper challenges and challenging future macro goals. 
Now, in the second step, the leaders and all team members in the organization need to get the proper training exposure. We found that uh, they need to understand that SEA cuts across all of the function and will require a new way of system thinking, thus enabling an extended value stream approach to decision-making. With other words, the single process improvement mentality needs to be replaced by a highly cross-functional collaboration of all leaders and team members across the four core processes, which are the business strategy, product lifecycle management, sales and marketing, and supply chain operation. In addition, this training will create also clarity of the improvement priorities and should create a positive momentum for the overall SCA implementation strategy and respective tactical implementation steps. The third step will be to set up a project organization with a management board level sponsor, a project leader, steering committee, project team members, and to design the progress review process as well as the communication strategy in order to establish a structure for highly effective project management. The communication strategy and the resulting communication plans will be very essential for the sustainability and also the speed of the SEA implementation. In order to accelerate the implementation and the engagement for the SEA, regular experience exchange events um, have shown to be very effective. And uh, so they also allow that local innovation can be then incorporated in the overall SEA implementation design. The communication I advocate always needs to be very open, timely, and should encourage uh, an honest uh, dialogue. I found that already in this early stage, we need to be sensitive to obstacles and identify possible roadblocks. These obstacles could be the lack of cross-functional knowledge and or experience of the leadership, conflicting current performance indicator, and reward system, just to name a few. In the fourth step, uh, we have to design and implement now the SEA-relevant elements of the management system, such as changes in the decision-making process, planning processes, performance indicators, target setting, progress review processes, and also the people development process. The fifth and the last step is then to verify that the SEA initiative has achieved the expected results or the macro goals, which we have set at the beginning, and that we have transferred the SEA responsibility for the continuous improvement to the owners of the core process. Last but not least, the project organization is then capturing the lessons learned from the SEA implementation, closes out the project, and the project organization is dissolved. That's interesting. Now, now as as I've seen management systems at varying levels of maturity in organizations, uh, they struggle with them, and and, um, and and frankly, some of them just fail altogether. Why why would you say we often see management systems fail? Yeah, there are many aspects to it. Let me take you through them. But first, a statement that I think management systems are often not well planned then rather they develop over time and uh, often very situationally uh, based on poor 
um, performance events, there are ad- additive elements put into a management system. They ended up they end up to, to be too complex and not focused on the vital view performance indicators, tasks or initiatives. Organizations often have not a clear structure and responsibility for the continuous improvement of their management system. It's just sitting there. Consequently, it is also too easy to implement additional management system elements, such as additional reports, meetings are created, additional performance indicators are um, sought off without a critical review of which one, if you add something, are now obsolete and uh, which one are maybe conflicting um, based on the goals which we have uh, set for us. The decision-making process are often not guided by clear operating principles and it's free-floating and they are not standardized and therefore the lack of the transparency for the team members to understand where is the decision made, when is it going to be made, and who will be involved to make the decision. And at the end, when the decision is made, why the decision has been made is often not understood, and therefore has not a lot of energy in there. Another important aspect of failing management system is that the target development, target agreement, target deployment are not well designed and fail to generate the necessary commitment and motivation to achieve challenging targets. In addition, the leadership commitment is often insufficient for rigor and disciplined follow-up process and lessons learned of missed targets with the respective quick countermeasures in order to get back on track. Last but not least, the recognition and reward systems fail to generate the desired high performance of an organization. But coming back more specifically regarding the management system for the implementation of an organizational initiative such as SCA, I have seen often that top management engagement was insufficient to lead the change. The project organization was not appropriately designed or staffed for the complexity of the initiative, and the macro goals were not sufficiently agreed upon by all stakeholders. The pitfall was that the change management leadership responsibility was delegated too early at a too low level in the organization, and the obstacles and roadblocks for a smooth and speedy implementation were not addressed early enough and or not sufficiently resolved, causing unnecessary friction and pushback in the organization during the implementation and resulted in implementation slowdown or even stalemate. In these cases, I found it was very difficult because this initiative already was tinted with a bad feeling to rejuvenate and motivate the team to engage for a successful implementation. So this shows that an upfront investment to do it right, how to put a management system in place for implementing the SEA project pays off and it helps uh, to develop a sustainable implementation. So that's a key point there, that, that there's a necessity for the appropriate level of upfront investment. Uh, what, what would you say are, are some other characteristics of a good management system that you've witnessed? Mm-hmm. A good management system has um, 
clear assigned responsibility. Who is responsible for designing the management system? Uh, often organization doesn't have the view of who is the one who holds it all together. Then rather it's a very distributed responsibility. And for all the planned decision processes, uh, planning processes, uh, meetings, uh, standardized reports, and the performance indicators. The management system uh, needs to be also well-documented and visible for everybody involved so that you also for new people which you add to the organization or moving from one organization to others can read up on it very quickly. The decision processes uh, need to be transparent and needs to be designed such that you utilize the collective intelligence and experience of all the people you have to make good and but also uh, timely decisions. The target development is uh, in such uh, environment highly participative and the agreed upon targets are well understood. The vertical and horizontal targets alignment so that there are no conflicts is excellent and creates a highly collaborative and motivated team for the target achievements. And the target achievements current state and forecast is highly visible in such an organization with detailed analysis of additional challenges which might be upcoming or additional opportunities and the respective countermeasures to avoid the possible impact of additional challenges and all the measures to leverage the additional opportunities are developed very quickly. And last but not least, the recognition and reward system encouraged to achieve uh, or to exceed the targets in such an organization. So that's a great list of, of characteristics that, that would be present in a good management system. So, so let's, let's assume that we've got those, those characteristics in our management system. How then would we sustain that management system? And, and how long would you say it would take, it, take to implement a management system like this? Good question, because so far it looked like it's pretty simple, but uh, to sustain a management system, it requires a disciplined approach to follow the clearly documented management system processes. And let's face it, leaders' attention are often diverted to the day-to-day -day activities or to crisis management and are not taking sufficient time to manage the mid- and long-term aspects of the business. Therefore, the management system needs to be simple and uh, focused on the vital view and should help the leaders to balance their focus between the result orientation and the process improvement so that they are constantly looking at, uh, based on their management system, where are the underlying processes which prevent us from getting even better results so that they spend enough time there uh, and also, to some extent, uh, looking at that the results are really materializing. The initial implementation, I would say, of a management system could be achieved um, within 6 to 12 months, depending on what the existing situation is. However, considering that the management system consists of many elements, it will be necessary to review the effectiveness regularly and continuously improve upon as we discussed at the beginning, one of the most important responsibilities of the CEO and the top leadership is to constantly review and optimize 
the management system in particular when new major initiatives are launched like NCA. So six to 12 months to implement a, a successful management system. Peter, who from a company should be on the leadership team to guide the implementation of supply chain advancement? That's a very important question um, because I think uh, you need to have a well sought out project management structure and uh, comprised of a management board member sponsor, very important, a steering committee since it's a very cross-functional undertaken uh, with the leaders of the core processes, which are, as we mentioned earlier, the business strategy, planning, the product lifecycle management, sales and marketing, and the supply chain operation. A project leader need to be assigned uh, who will coordinate the steering committee meetings and tactical implementation measures. And then respective teams will have to be defined to develop the detailed elements of the management system, such as the planning processes, the standardized performance indicators, the decision-making process, and others. In addition, it's recommended that a communication expert needs to be assigned to conduct experience exchange so that you learn early on that you conduct surveys so that you get feedback and will be responsible for the execution of the communication plan. Well, Peter, I have to thank you for your time today. This has been just fascinating information, uh, and I know it's going to be helpful for several uh, of, our, of our audience members. And, uh, and I can also see what, what Robert means when he says he learned so much in, in working with you. So thanks again for your time today, and uh, we'll plan to talk again soon. Thank you very much, Derek. And that wraps up this episode of the Discovering Hidden Profit podcast. For more information about the book or to purchase your copy, visit linkor.com slash store. Until next time.